Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football gets the win in week one, but it was not as pretty as the Orange would have liked. Hello, I'm David Edelstein here on the Orange Fizz postgame podcast. As Syracuse football traveled to Western Michigan in week one to take the 55-42 victory. It's the first road opener for Syracuse in eight years. The last one was on September 4th, 2010 at Akron. Also a win, 29-3. So Syracuse 1-0, 55-42. Yes, that's 97 points scored in the first game of the season. The most ever in an opener for both the Syracuse Orange and Western Michigan Broncos. It begs the question, was the offense just superb or was the defense, well, non-existent? A little bit of insight here in the podcast today. Coming up, a bit about Syracuse's quarterback situation as Eric Dungy returns to the field for his senior year, as well as some first action in college for Tommy DeVito following his redshirt year. Also, we now know who Syracuse football's number one wide receiver target will be throughout the 2018 season. Who's that? And also, what happened to Syracuse from the first half to the second? Just two completely different games of play and How was that handled? So we'll start with Eric Dungy. There's a guy who's coming into his senior year in 2018 and someone who's coming into the season with awards projected for him should he be able to put up the numbers that he has in the past. And while Dungy is a dual-threat quarterback, it was his rushing game that spoke much louder than his passing game here in Week 1. He ended the game 7-for-17 in passing for 184 yards and two touchdowns. But it was his rushing game that was much more solid. On 15 attempts, he gained 200 yards, did not lose one, ran in for a 27-yard touchdown, and his longest rush was for 49 yards. So his passing game, we just didn't see the explosiveness that we're used to from Eric Dungy, especially against a team like Western Michigan, who many predicted Syracuse would easily defeat coming into Week 1. But the Syracuse offense was able to put up 24 points in the first quarter alone, tacked on another 10 in the second quarter. So they went into the halftime up 34-7. But before that happened, an interesting call was made by head coach Dino Babers. Eric Dungy was taken out of the game with 3 minutes and 11 seconds left in quarter two. And who came in to replace him? None other than Tommy DeVito in his first college gameplay appearance after he redshirted his year last year to give him an extra year of NCAA play. So Tommy DeVito, now the redshirt sophomore, able to see his first live college action. 3-11 left in quarter two. But things didn't exactly go Syracuse's way while DeVito was on the field. He did wind up playing the rest of the second quarter and came back in the third. Syracuse was winning 34-7 at the half. But in the time that DeVito was on the field for the Orange, they were outscored 28-0. DeVito went 4-for-9 in passing with 42 yards, no touchdowns, and had a little bit of trouble dealing with the pressure that the Western Michigan defense put on him, so he was sacked twice. It just seemed that when Tommy DeVito was on the field for the Orange, that the Western Michigan defense had some kind of confidence boost. And all of a sudden, Eric Dungy, this guy who's one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC, if not the country, a guy who's a dual threat, can do it all, run, pass, jump over people. 
suddenly he's not on the field anymore, and this new guy, Tommy DeVito, who's supposed to be really good but has not played in any live action yet, comes onto the field, and Western Michigan's defense decides to get after him. So Syracuse is still winning 34-28, but seeing this momentum shift, just feeling that the game is sort of slipping away, Dino Babers decides to put his starter, Eric Dungy, back onto the field. 5-19 left in quarter three. So DeVito doesn't even get to play for a full 15 minutes before Dungy replaces him. And on his first drive back on the field, Eric Dungy throws a touchdown for Syracuse to give them their first points of the second half. Syracuse was dealing with this momentum shift, but when Eric Dungy stepped back on the field, he was absolutely fired up. Sometimes it's not only about the actual touchdown pass, but in addition, about the intangibles. And when Eric Dungy stepped back onto the field, Syracuse suddenly regained a ton of life. Dungy just added this flair when he stepped back onto the gridiron, and the rest of his team responded in kind. They also gained this energy back once again. When Dungy was on the field, he was jumping around full of this ecstatic energy. On one play, he wound up running onto the Western Michigan sidelines and wound up exchanging some words with some of their players, kind of a heated moment. Then on the next play, wound up being tackled and then picked up one of the Broncos players by his jersey, and both him and the player fell down to the ground after that. That kind of led to a brawl between the two teams. And then when Syracuse finally scored a touchdown on that drive, Dungy turned around and rubbed his fingers together, giving a money sign toward the Western Michigan sidelines. And it was just kind of full of this spark. Now, yes, you don't want to be getting unsportsmanlike conduct, which Dungy did get one of those, a flag against him. But you do want to see this life out of your quarterback. You do want to see this life out of your leader. You talk about whether a quarterback can be a difference maker or who, which players are those difference makers. And Eric Dungy has already shown here in week one that he is the difference maker for the Syracuse team. His senior year, he's a leader and he's going to command that energy out of his offense. And it shows that he can't just be replaced that easily. Unless, of course, he winds up being injured, which we've seen happen in the past to Eric Dungy. He's missed a bunch of time throughout his career because of injury, as he does run around the field. It becomes his greatest asset to be a dual-threat quarterback, as well as his greatest setback that he winds up being in all of these situations that makes him prone to being injured. Luckily for Syracuse, he didn't wind up getting injured at all in Week 1, but there was an injury scare. 10-31 in Quarter 4, Eric Dungy had run the ball for 6 yards, and on a tackle kind of twisted his ankle. It looked like on the tackle, Dungy had put his weight on his back foot, wound up making him go to the ground awkwardly. So Dino Babers decides to send none other than Tommy DeVito back onto the field. But before he can see another snap, Dino Babers calls timeout, and Dungy goes back on the field to continue through the rest of the game. So an injury scare something that Syracuse fans are going to be concerned about throughout the season. If Syracuse finally wants to get those six wins, finally wants to make a push for a bowl game, they're going to need Eric Dungy to stay healthy. And you don't want to lose him here in week one where already there has been a moment of holding your breath if you're rooting for SU. Well, that's the quarterbacks. But who is on the other end of their throws? 
Two years ago, Amba Adetawo dominated the Syracuse wide receiving core, set up record numbers for the Orange. And last year, a combination of Steve Ishmael and Irv Phillips were the ones who were spreading the field on offense for Syracuse. But with these guys gone, who's going to fill the void? Well, the answer might just be the guy that Syracuse looked to to start off this game and therefore this season. Jamal Custis caught a 27-yard touchdown on Syracuse's first drive of the game. In the end, he wound up leading the team with six receptions for 168 yards and two touchdowns. Custis was making one-handed catches all over the place. He juked out defenders with his athleticism to just change direction, tap dance around guys, shake these defenders off as he was being chased down. If Eric Dungy and Dino Babers weren't sure about which of the wide receivers coming into this 2018 season they would be able to trust and rely on, well, they know now. In week one, Custis has done more than enough to prove that he's a guy who's going to be able to make the catches when needed, put up the big plays, and help out this fast-paced Syracuse offense throughout the rest of this season. So the Syracuse offense was pretty good against Western Michigan. 55 points is nothing to laugh about. Sure, any Syracuse fan and Dino Babers himself would take 55 points every game if they could. But it's the Syracuse defense that might have been a little more shaky. They give up 42 points total in the game. In the first half, only giving up seven. They looked very good. Were able to make the tackles, get the guys down, keep Western Michigan off guard. But once the second half rolled around, it just looked like a completely different game. All of a sudden... Western Michigan was able to put up 35 points. And yes, teams make changes at halftime. They kind of figure out what's going on. But Syracuse also made changes and adapted in the second half. It just didn't quite go their way. All of a sudden, the secondary just seemed non-existent. They couldn't make the tackles. The rushes were getting through their line. So the defense is really where the bulk of the work is going to need to be done for Syracuse heading into week two. So some highs and also some lows. Remember, this is only week one. Syracuse, a new team coming together, first live action. At the end of the day, they come away 1-0. They are still going to need to go through some of the process of forming and storming with each other in order to work out some of these glitches that they saw in week one. But they come away with the win, 55-42. Next game for Syracuse this Saturday, September 8th, now at home in the Carrier Dome against Wagner. Here at Orange Fizz, we'll have your pre-game and post-game podcast once again. So keep following us at orangefizz.net for all of your reading and listening pleasure for Syracuse sports, as well as at Orange Fizz on Twitter and Facebook and on iTunes to listen to your Fizz radio broadcasts. Once again, for Orange Fizz, I'm David Edelstein. Stay safe, stay cool, stay friendly, and enjoy. And we'll see you next time.